Hey guys, how are y'all doing? I hope you guys, you know, had a great start to your week. It's Tuesday, and while these episodes will not be recorded in real time, it will be out on Tuesday. So I hope you guys are having a great Tuesday, whatever Tuesday you're listening to this, or whatever day you're listen, listening to this. I hope you guys are having a great day. So with that being said, I want to hop straight into episode one where it all began, how it all started, how did I end up in America, you know, where am I from, obviously, you guys know, (laughs) but I was born and raised in Guyana, um, like, really raised there, like, really born there, a lot of people don't think that because of how I speak, because I don't have a thick Caribbean slash Guyanese accent, but I lived there for 14 years of my life, I went to school, primary school, secondary school well up to a certain point in secondary school and both of my parents are from there both of my parents lived there their entire lives so I am born and bred Guyanese girl and when I was about 12 or 13 my mom migrated to the U.S. and what you know Guyanese will call you know they send for you so she sent for me (laughs) so it's so funny saying it But, you know, she sent for me um, when I was 14. I celebrated my 14th birthday in America. Um, So she sent for me a year after she was here. So that's how I ended up here. And I just had to make the decision to come to America or stay in Guyana. And in retrospect, 2020, you know, hindsight is 2020. I am glad that I made the decision. But we'll kind of get into that as the show kind of goes on. So... I don't really remember much about moving per se. Um, I did know, like, I don't remember how the conversation came up either, but I did know that I was going to miss my friends that I had made in high school while I was in Guyana. I know for sure, like, ugh, it was going to be like a shit show and I was going to bawl my eyes out. I don't remember, like, Ashley and Sharika, if y'all listening to this, could y'all remind me? Did I? I? I really don't remember if I cried, um, but I know for sure that. I was going to miss them and I was going to miss like my life because all I've ever known was Guyana. Um, And before this, I had never came to the United States. So my first interactions with the U.S. was when I came to live in the U.S. Um, I went around the Caribbean growing up, but never have I ever been to the United States up until the point of me moving to the United States. So it was a culture shock to say the least. So, you know, season one, we're going to talk about it. Uh, (laughs) So the day came and I remember I had this like big ass black suitcase and I put like my entire life in there, like everything, all the clothes that I could fit in there, it was in there. And honestly, like I really didn't need it because it was going to get cold in two months and I need new clothes, but still everything that I could practically think of bringing all my clothes everything perfumes whatever I had little trinkets was all in there um and I do remember my dad coming to get me and taking me to the airport at like three in the morning because the flight was like pretty early maybe seven or eight but it was pretty early in the morning so you know check in two hours before an international flight um so I said the goodbyes to my grandparents who were there um who I lived with and my aunt and my cousin and I remember going to the airport. I did cry once, you know, my dad got my dad dropped me off there. It was it was sad. Like it was sad because I was leaving my life to go to literally go start a new one and not know any 
about the culture and not know anything about the people except my mother like nothing like really going into this blindly and I'm so glad that I can like you know really sit back now and reflect on it but it was crazy like crazy that you know that TikTok sound crazy crazy girl <laughs> that's that's what that's like at 14 years old and then you're 14 I was a teenager like you know I kind of was just doing teenage shit apparently um so that was not what I wanted to do at 14 but I can say that it really was the best decision for my life as I like sit down and reflect and just reflect in general throughout the years it was the greatest decision I think my mom could have ever made for me so when I got there I got to New York and we were just in New York for the summer um, because she had moved to Stafford Virginia which is the most boring place on the face of the earth I don't I don't recommend anyone moving ever moving to Stafford and it is located in like that DMV quote-unquote area it's about 45 miles from DC so you're 45 miles south of DC I should say so it's you know kind of considered a DMV kind of not I don't consider it the DMV because the train doesn't go that far the train stops at Springfield so I think wherever the metro stops is where the DMV stops but that's my opinion um so yeah so that's where I ended up like growing up for the rest of my years um and my the rest of my teenage years because I did go to high school in Stafford and it was a total culture shock it was not what I expected not what I saw on tv like it was wildly different like (laughs) compared to what like I saw on like Full House and Family Matters like those are the things like I would watch um and then all the like you know to bring it on movies all the you know, movies about teenagers and life and all that stuff that you see, all those movies that were made and they show it in the U.S. They show it abroad, like portraying the U.S. and how things are. It wasn't really like that. Like, yes, there was the popular girls, the cheerleaders. Um, at Brooke Point, we had the dance team and those girls were pretty popular. But the whole like and maybe because I grew up in a state that was also, you know, we had seasons maybe and you know all the shows you would see these schools where they had like these outsides and the kids would like roam around outside and sit outside and yeah um the one thing that was true was that they drank milk with lunch and I thought that was disgusting because why are you feeding these kids milk and pizza like that was just so gross and weird to me um and another thing that was weird to me when I was in high school is that nobody really brought lunch to school Like that really took me aback and I was like a little embarrassed um, when I would bring my lunch to school and my mom would suggest it because no one really did it. But I mean, we couldn't afford like she couldn't afford to, you know, give me money to buy lunch. And it's no fault of her own that that was like norm. That was like a high school thing. But like people like did not. And then growing up, I realized that lunch was not as a big deal as dinner was in the U.S. So in Guyana, you know, people will have lunch, they'll go out to lunch. um, But like lunch is a big thing. Like I think lunch was like one of the bigger meals that we had. And dinner was just, you know, I'll probably just have a sandwich here or, you know, have some Crick's, Crick's is these little crackers, um, some Crick's and cheese or some Crick's and peanut butter, but not like this big dinner. 
Um, and even like after school, like we'd have lunch after school, like lunch at school at 12. But then after school, I'd have like, you know, my grandfather would make food and I guess that would be dinner. But like, I don't remember ever like eating like these big dinners, like people eat dinner at like six, seven in America, six, seven, eight. Like that's like dinner time. And like, it's so much bigger. Like even when I started working in corporate America, I noticed like lunch was so much like a smaller portion. Like we just kind of had like a salad, a sandwich, you know, maybe some soup, whatever. But it was like yeah, kind of small portions of food while dinner was so much bigger. So that's one of the differences I noticed as I grew and as I was here that kind of differed in culture. Um, and then the whole milk thing, like, why are we drinking milk? Like, that was true. Like, any Caribbean people, any Guyanese listening to this, that is, like, true. Like, people will drink milk with their meals. Well, they they do it in school. They did it in school when I was in school. And they, people will, so I'm, I'm assuming that people drink milk with their dinners, too, because that's what we saw on TV. So I'm just going to assume that. Y'all, let me know if... I am right or wrong um, and from your own opinions or from what you know. So that was it. Um, and then after high school, I went off to college and I went to Petersburg in Virginia. So it was about an hour and a half from Stafford, Virginia. So I stayed in Virginia and then I realized I didn't want to stay in Virginia and I got the opportunity to move to Atlanta. So now I am in Atlanta and I'm based in Atlanta and Atlanta is really cool. I really like it. Um, but you know, it has its, its cons, like, like any place. So as the season goes like a little deeper, like we'll get into the stories of like my initial feelings, um, when I first came to the States and like, I really thought like New York was like the most fun place in the world. But once I kind of got assimilated, maybe like my junior year, um, well, not even my junior year, I would say once I got to college, I realized that New York was New York and it was fun for being New York but like I couldn't live there I couldn't be there all the time like and I realized I hated the cold I hated being cold I think we spent one Christmas in New York and never again I hated it so much um one of my favorite things about New York though was that it made me feel comfortable it made me feel like I was home and it made me feel like I didn't have to change who I was not in not like who I was but like change up my accent and change up the things that I like and I can't ask for certain things at the store because they don't have it like you know people look at me crazy in Stafford if I go ask I know my mom had told me the story like she went and asked the guy for oxtail and he was like what like stuff like that in like suburban towns in the U.S. like you can't do because they're not used to things like that they look at you crazy for asking for shit like that so, you know, in New York, it just felt comfortable. It felt like I was in Guyana because I was surrounded by so many different Guyanese, so many other West Indians. Like I heard our music playing from the cars and in the dollar vans and just on the street, like passing somebody's house. Like you would hear the music that you're used to. Like, so it just was comfortable. Um, but I could not live in New York. It's too much. It's honestly too much and like again it's too cold I don't like being cold um and Stafford was just boring it was just a very boring place I think another thing that I really enjoyed when I initially came here was Chick-fil-a like we would go to Chick-fil-a on the weekends and it was it was bussin like (laughs) Chick-fil-a been bussin I still eat Chick-fil-a a lot till this day and I think that's where it stemmed from from growing up and eating Chick-fil-a I remember when Virginia State announced that they were getting a Chick-fil-A in our, like, you know, kind of student center. 
it I was like oh bet like and I ate Chick-fil-a very often um I took a break from it though (laughs) once I graduated but you can't stop me from getting Chick-fil-a like breakfast lunch dinner I will love some Chick-fil-a um but yeah that is that's one of the things that I really loved um initially and then I used to really watch a lot of BET. When I came here, I watched a lot of 106 in Park, and I enjoyed the fact, and keep in mind, I was 14, so I also enjoyed the fact that cartoons were, like, unlimited. Like, they were always on. Like, anything that I could think of was on, like, at any time of day, and I thought that was so cool because in Guyana, like, everything is, like, programmed. Like, we have a TV guide, like, a true TV guide, and you know channels cut off at a certain time you had to have some sort of money to have cable and we didn't have that kind of money um we were you know well off but we weren't that well off um so yeah I truly like thought that was glorious that having cartoons all the time was like the best thing that could have happened to me um and then I fell into like 106 in park I really wanted to go on the show so sad that it doesn't happen anymore like if anybody is listening to this from BET like bring back 106 in park in some regard like um but yeah I really enjoyed it like I would come home to watch it and then I you know got old enough to get like a Twitter and I would be on Twitter like tweeting about 106 in park and my old Twitter not the current one I have now um I met so many people from like tweeting about 106 in park like on Twitter like that were my Twitter friends at the time it's so crazy it is crazy how life works um (laughs) but yes so that was like those were like my initial like the initial story of how I came here how I got here you know those feelings around it and I hope you guys enjoyed it we'll continue to dive deeper into those initial moments throughout this whole season um when it comes as in terms of like you know going through the college experience going through the high school experience um going through the college process like that process to get to from high school to college as a first generation American who is going to college and I can't say a first generation college grad because I have people in my family that went to college um, but they just didn't go to college in America and graduated so you know being the first and I'm not even like a first generation like my kids are first generation so it's it's complicated it's different for me so I guess a first generation immigrant who's going to college or an immigrant going to college like I'm just I'm I'm trying I'm trying to say like I'm the first person from my family to do this from my immediate family to do this so that's really what I'm just I'm trying to say um so yeah we're going to talk about that process and those feelings behind it and you know I'll share with you guys the schools I applied to and just how it all went down because it was it was difficult it was heartbreaking at a point and then I am still thinking about it but I may share my immigration process with you guys because I know the reach of this podcast is to reach those who are you know in this in a similar position and also reach those who are interested in knowing how this works or just you know, just interest, literally like interested in knowing like how this works. How do people get from one country to another? Like, how do you migrate, pick all your stuff up? Like, what are the legal entities behind it? So I may share it. I may not, because again, this podcast is about my life and I still want to keep certain things to myself and keep it private because y'all 
and not saying like y'all y'all but like people privacy is is nice privacy is something that should be cherished and I cherish my privacy and I cherish certain parts of my life that you know I only want to keep intimate and be vulnerable about to people that are vulnerable with me about those you know parts of their lives as well so that's it and then now we are going to move on to some of y'all's probably favorite segment um which is the money master financial corner Welcome to the Money Master Corner, where I share tips and tricks for small business finances, personal finances, and whatever that comes up in the finance and accounting world. I own a business called the Money Master Financial Company, where I do offer these services. And if you are interested in inquiring about these services, you can go to the website at www.moneymasterfinancial.co or shoot me an email at info at moneymasterfinancial.co. Now, welcome to the Money Master Corner. This segment of the podcast is where you learn all things finance and accounting and a little bit of taxes. I run a company called the Money Master Financial Company, so I would I love to include this in my podcast because it's a part of my life. Um, I can't run away from it, and I don't ever want to center any of the things that I create around one aspect of my life because there's so much more of me to show to showcase and to show you guys so in today's money master corner we're going to talk about savings and I'll just give you guys some savings advice and you don't have to take it and I also want you guys to know that we are starting from the bottom um with the whole like money advice and financial advice so you can skip over this if you want to don't really care if you know this um if this is not your cup of tea then that's fine you can skip over it but this week we'll be giving i'll be giving you guys some savings advice so number one if you can split your monthly income into three so this is something that i started doing once i got my first job and i would i call it the like one third rule so i divided my paychecks from mcdonald's at the time i was in high school um into three and i used one for savings one for expenses and the other one for fun so in high school i didn't have many expenses um my i guess biggest expense was getting a taxi to go to work um because i didn't drive so it was easy to save a lot more and then my investing slash fun would just you know the money i used to shop and and which i didn't do much of or go to movies with my friends so yeah so that's where that comes in but i would always say this um the one-third rule may not work for you if you are, you know, a young person with their first job. <laughs> you might have to budget in another way. So tip number two, if you're thinking about saving but you're in debt, pay off your debt or even get it to a manageable state before you start saving. I say this because we are in an impending recession and interest rates are high. They're going to keep going up. So what you don't want to do is save money and you have debt that's collecting like high interest rates, about 16 to 20%. I would prefer for you to use your savings, pay off your debt so you're not paying more on your debt and, you know, start saving once you get it to a manageable state. Tip number three. 
three to six months worth of expenses should be in your emergency fund. And an emergency fund is just what it sounds like for emergencies. And an emergency consists of all of the things that you need. So if you were to lose your job and you pay your light bill, phone bill, and your rent, you need to have about three to six months worth of your expenses saved in an emergency fund for anything. Because, you know, when COVID hit, we realized that, damn, like we can lose our day to day checks. And even, you know, in 08, when the, it was the housing market crash and people lost their jobs, like you want to be able to sustain yourself in in anything if anything was to happen. So tip number four. Sometimes you might have to say no to meet your savings goals. Sometimes brunch isn't that important, guys. Um, A new outfit isn't that important. Say no. Um, You might be having to say no to your friends, your family, and even to yourself. And that's the hardest one. Those trips can wait. Those places will still be there. But if you have savings goals, investing goals, you know, plans to pay off debt by the end of the year, Please, please, please learn to say no. Go months without spending unnecessarily. It will be so much beneficial in the long run. And then the last one is make sure you're following a budget. You don't have to be super strict with your budget, but just make sure that you have a number in mind as to as to where you, you know, kind of want to spend certain things. So maybe you give yourself an allowance every two weeks that you get paid or every month that you get paid, whatever the case may be, or whenever you get paid. Um, If you're an entrepreneur, make sure that you are following a budget that entails you putting away money for your taxes. If, you know, you're a single woman or a single man, ensure that you are, you know, making sure you're taking care of yourself, you're putting money away for self-care, and this is not only for single people, but anyone. Um, If, Whatever the case may be, if you're trying to start a business, you know, you want to budget, you want to put that in your budget. You, If you're self-funding it, you want to put that in your budget so that you can have a plan. There's nothing like having a plan for your money that, you know, it's it's going to get you far. It's really going to get you far. So those are my tips. If you guys would like any other financial advice or looking for a personal finance coach or an accountant for your business, you can contact me at info at moneymasterfinancial.co. I will leave the email address and my website in the show notes for you guys so you can contact me um, and the updated and my updated Calendly um, booking. So you guys can, you know, reach me if you need me. What did what did Kim Possible say? Call me, beep me if you want to reach me. <laughs> yeah, you can surely do that. And with that being said, we're going to close out the show. And now we're at the time where I close out the show with a jaded gem. And what a jaded gem is, is basically something either my therapist has told me, something I've like came to revelation in journaling Um, I'm a big journaler and I'm a big advocate for therapy. I have really enjoyed my past three years with her, with my therapist. And I, I I implore anyone to start if they're looking to start going to therapy, like, please, 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 please go and and do the work. Um, so this is what Jada Gems are. Basically the segment is just kind of, you know, giving you guys some motivation. Honestly, that's what these Jada Gems are. So today's Jada Gem stems from something I remember telling an an old friend of mine that I didn't come to America to be average. 
And I had to remind myself of that a few weeks ago. Like, I didn't come here to be average. I came here to pursue purpose and to get a second chance at life. Um, And we're, again, go deeper into the other episodes with that. But I came here to get a second chance to really take hold of the opportunities that America has to offer me Um, and I say it in the present tense because there's still so many opportunities that I can have at this you know in these times like I've taken advantage of everything that I could have in the past between 14 and 27 and now moving forward in life there's so many other opportunities that are going to come up and I just have to remind myself like I did not come here to be average I did not come here to just be a you know nine to fiver do the whole like live the quote-unquote american dream that is sold to a lot of immigrants i came here to make a name for myself make a name for my family you know get my family out the mud not (laughs) i'm sorry i couldn't say that with a straight face um but seriously like do better and inspire my you know the younger generation in my family just the younger generation in general inspire another younger caribbean girl who's out here trying to figure it out um inspire another younger black girl because I'm a black woman at the end of the day so yeah um and just not limit myself to anything because again I didn't come to America the land of opportunity to not take every opportunity that I could imagine so yeah I'll end it there I hope you guys have a great week and it's JD and I can't wait to talk to y'all next week bye guys